I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. One of the things we love to do in Exploring the Prophetic Podcast is at some of our events, record a live podcast in front of a live audience because you get a different feel when it's a live audience listening to this talk show. And it's so amazing to hear the responses of people afterwards as well. But we get to save it for you, our audience. And of course, we include you in it. Well, the first one I want to introduce you to is Cindy Jacobs. She was my very first podcast and one of the most downloaded we've ever had. And she just is such a mom in the spirit. If you don't know who she is, she's one of the most uh, known prophetic vessels in our generation. As a matter of fact, she's prophesied to more political leaders and church leaders than anyone else I know. I think probably the most in history. She'd win the Guinness Book of World Records if there was one for it. And Cindy's going to share very vulnerably, and obviously I've already heard this interview or had this interview, but she's going to share very vulnerably about her process of being a prophet. And one of the things I love about this stage in her life is she's so able to equip us not only with the power of the ministry she does, but also the power of story of her history. And her history creates a prototype for our history. So I'm going to encourage you. You're going to really love this interview. You're going to feel like you're being mommed right now in the prophetic. For those of you who've never heard of her, you're still going to just fall in love with her instantly. For those of you who have heard of her, it's such a personable interview. So I'm excited to introduce it to you right now. And right before we get into the interview, listen to these words from our sponsors. Hey, this is Sean Bowles, and I'm excited to offer you, our audience of Exploring the Prophetic, a basic Prophetic 101 e-course that's going to help on-ramp you into great theology, great tools, and great practice to develop your own prophetic gift. I think every single one of us needs either a refresher course, if you've already been through one, or we need an initiation course that gives us the faith to take on these incredible gifts of prophecy, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, discernment, with wisdom to be able to articulate what God wants to say to the world around you. There is a growth curve in the prophetic that you could actually be in an intentional journey to not have the pain that comes along with growing on your own or growing without the tools. So grab hold of tools like this e-course. It's an eight-week e-course. It's going to give you, like I said, theology and practical steps over eight weeks. There's over five hours of videos, but they're broken up into two or three videos a week. So there's bite-sized pieces or you can binge watch them. There's a lot of assignments. There's a lot of activations. There's prayers of impartation. Come with me on the journey. I'm going to personally mentor you through this e-course. You're going to love it. Prophetic 101. Go to bullsministries.com. With no further ado, one of the first ways we wanted to start this out besides worship was I wanted to bring a spiritual mother out here named Miss Cindy Jacobs. And Cindy and I, come on out. We had a conversation. Um, we've had many conversations that are, yeah, let's all stand and welcome Cindy as a mother in the spirit. My friend, my friend, thank you for coming. Come on over. Now we had, and this is your pillow, so I'm gonna give that to you. We had a conversation, a lot of conversations, but one of the ones I loved, um, she, was, she gave me permission, I think, to when you've heard the Lord the first time about being a prophet to the nations, you went after it. You didn't wait for it to happen to you. And she gave me permission, and I think a lot of you need permission and there's something when a spiritual mother who's done it for decades 
says, no, you need to do something about that. And I remember just thinking, you had asked me a question. You said, like, if you had a word for a celebrity, what would you do? Because we're in Hollywood in Los Angeles and we get to meet with people all the time. And I was like, I'd wait until they found me. You know, I'd wait until the, the stars aligned. And I'm not talking about like astrology. I'm like, Jesus stars, you know? And I'm like, I'd wait until it'll happen. And, and, and she has a very different approach. You've actually pursued the word of the Lord for people. You've actually gone after it. And it, it was night and day different with me because I came out of a movement where you don't pursue things. But I'm gonna kind of start there in that journey. Welcome. And I'm so glad you could spend some time because you're going on the travel spree that is crazy. Now, how many of you have heard you're a prophet of the nations? Anybody hear, hear that from God? How many of you are a prophet of something? Like God's given you some sort of prophetic mandate or calling over a people group. So how many of you would actually go, I'm gonna try and meet with the highest level person in that genre that I can meet with? Like, I never thought of that. I feel like I just got educated when she told me that. So what happened when you did this in Seoul? Well, you know, so I told my friend and I said, you know, get me in to the highest elected official. And uh, she didn't really know him, but she called and finally the president was gone. So we met with the mayor of Seoul. Wow. So I said, well, you know, get me in to see. I, we love Koreans. Any Koreans here? Love Koreans. Woo-hoo. And so anyway, um, so I went to see the mayor, and he didn't know who I was, but I said, tell him a prophet wants to come tell him what God says. Now, how did he, did he believe in that? Or did he just, obviously he said yes to meet with you. So, and one of the things that you, you said in this, this particular vein of thought is that you have a mandate to restore the dignity of what the prophetic can be. Right. And so this man said yes, so he wanted to meet with you. Did you have a word going into it? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the best. So what happened? Well, you know, um, I just, it's wonderful because what I've learned to do is open my mouth and let the Holy Spirit say whatever he wants to say. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like you speak in tongues without forethought, right? Yeah. Well, then I open my mouth and speak in English. That's my mother tongue. And it just comes out, just the word. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, just like speaking in tongues, but I speak in English. Yeah. Yeah. The unction. Yeah. I mean, it, doesn't that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. It scares the life out of me, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, you know, and, and uh, so I think the thing is, we have been ashamed to call ourselves prophets in society. Yeah. And so nobody's ashamed of calling themselves a psychic or a yeah. medium. So what's wrong? You know, the power of God is greater than any of that. And we've been afraid to demonstrate it. Well, and I think it's interesting because I, I was in a, uh, I had a friend here from Dallas and he said one of his family members who's a Christian was so desperate to have resolution over a person who died. They were considering going to a medium and he called me up and said, I told her that you could meet with her and that there's prophets who hear from God too. And I said, would you rather meet with a prophet instead of a medium just to give God a chance? And she said, I never knew there was such a thing. Yeah. Which is so sad because she grew up in the church. Yeah. But she didn't know there's people who can communicate with God on her behalf. Right. Which right. is wild. So tell me, because you've probably met, I believe, I'm going to say this, I don't know if you would say this, with more politicians than probably any other prophetic person I know and any other person in our whole stream that I know and given these words, what are some of the highlights that have happened through that? Well, you know, um, the story, continuing the story about the mayor of Seoul, I went in to see him, and uh, what I usually say is, did they tell you I'm a prophet of God? 
Wow. You know, hello, my name is Cindy Jacobs. Did they tell you I'm a prophet of God? You know, we, we don't play around with this message. Absolutely. You know, and so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's worth clapping for. Yeah, so anyway, and so um, I said, can I pray for you? And I said, we recorded. So I prophesied that uh, God would use him to heal the ecology of the city of Seoul. Oh, wow. And I didn't know that that was his specialty. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that he'd already uncovered a river in front of the Blue Palace that covered over in World War II and uh, created bus lanes and bringing the pollution levels down to the city. And after that, and I said, uh, and you're to run for president, you will be the next president of Korea. Wow, so this is President Lee. Yes. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, and so he said... And I think you've met with him too, yeah. right? Yeah. And so uh, what I didn't know is his family knew who I was, and they'd been praying that I would give him a word whether or not he should run for president. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And so, you know, his wife said during the campaign, you know, I wasn't worried because, you know, um, I had a word. And there was a lot of fighting, even fist yeah. fights broke out. And uh, so, you know, it's very interesting because I— and, you know, maybe I told you this, Sean, that the Lord told me one day, you believed a lie about the prophetic. And I said, what was it? He said, you believed that New Testament prophecy is lesser than Old Testament prophecy. Wow. Yeah. And so that put a ceiling on me. And so no, I'm going gonna, gonna to stop there for a second because this is one of the prophets of the world that she believed that, that she was like, she's saying, and I think a lot of us probably have that tonight in our belief system that prophecy in the New Testament is just nice, just encouragement. But just like in the Old Testament, people wouldn't even make decisions without consulting a prophet or a prophetic voice. They wanted to hear from God before they prepared their steps. Mm -hmm. And there's things that God's calling us to right now that he wants to give you epic encounters about, mm -hmm. both for you and for the world around you. And so I just wanted to stop there because if you were thinking that or believing that at that stage in your ministry, how many people here, including myself before you told me that, uh, last time we talked, I was like, yeah, that's true. I've, I've dumbed it down in my own heart. And so... I went back and began to study what my gift was in the Old Testament. I mean, passages I'd read, but I'd never claimed I could do that. Wow. In fact, uh, I was telling someone, you know, we were talking earlier that, well, uh, I think my husband was saying, I don't know where Mike is. Oh, well, here he is right here. Handsome guy. Anyway, so um, that when I was ordained, one of the words, the names given me was the whirlwind of God. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was Dutch sheets. It might have been Dutch. You know, he was very a, descriptive. Yeah. And Chuck Pierce. Yeah. And so, uh, so, but we were coming down from, um, um, I don't know, Capernaum or whatever we had been up. And then we were coming down to the Jericho Valley to, to go where Elisha, they found Elisha's house. I mean, they're like 90%. Wow. Sure, it hasn't been excavated yet. But uh, so we were going down in the valley and I was saying that I looked at both sides and whirlwinds were springing up oh, wow. everywhere in the desert. In fact, the more we went down, the more they came. And our friend that is from Jerusalem, you know, a news guy, I said, you ever seen this? He goes, I have never seen this. <laughs> but I was going into some new levels and the Lord was just saying, look, I named you. I haven't stopped naming you. You know, just go for it. I'm going to yeah. give you that Elisha anointing. And wow. so I went back and I said, okay, then I have authority over the weather. I have authority over nations. I want them to know there's a prophet in America, prophets in America. Yeah. I want them to know in every nation 
that went, you know, like the beginning of the year, and we talked about this on the podcast, why don't they ask us what's going to happen in the next year? Yeah. Why do they ask the mediums? It's so true. Yeah. I mean, almost every major media outlet and newspaper in America asks psychics and mediums at the beginning of the year to give them the report of what's going to happen in the year. Right. And I, I'm just believing that. When you were saying that, I was like, we need to position ourselves in culture to be the ones who tell what God wants and what his intentions are. Yeah. And we have the power not only to declare it, but heaven will back us up. Right. And it gave me so much courage when you said yeah. that. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, you know, um, when I give a word in Latin America, it hits all the newspapers of Latin America. Wow. You know, uh, I gave a word last time I was in Columbia and we're on our way there. But, you know, I said, I said, I want you to get the cameras. I'm going to give a word to Maduro. Oh, wow. Of Venezuela. I said, Maduro... If you will leave now, you will be, you can go into exile. But if not, I said, the Lord says, you better leave. And I said, I want to speak to the military. You better stop firing at your countrymen. Bang, that was known all over Latin America the next day. But you see, it's like so many times, you know, we prophesied uh, at our prophetic consultation that we have, we prophesied Mugabe was coming down. They were taking him down the minute we prophesied wow. tanks rolled in wow. Harare. We prophesied about Zuma being gone for South Africa. Bang, he was gone. I mean, we kept prophesying over these dictators of the world, and it changed. We have great authority yeah, through absolutely. the prophetic. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell me, um, give me another one out of the, out of the when you walked with a nation. Because, I mean, I, I've been with you in certain environments. Mm-hmm. We've been mm-hmm. together a few times. Mm-hmm where there's like a pastor who has 60,000 members in his church and his best friends with the president and mm-hmm. you're prophesying over him and his nation and mm-hmm. the president mm-hmm. and then they see a shift and things mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Give me one of those kinds of words that happened recently. Oh, golly. I'm trying to think which one. Um, That's hard when you have to think of all. <laughs> what's the best testimony amongst the 30? You know, it's like. Well, if we wait, you know, not before all, however long, it'll be for Venezuela. That's going to change. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a suddenly when it happens. And uh, so I, I think that that's just a future one that I can see immediately. Yeah. But I want to say that, that if, you, if you are unashamed, if you're a prophet and you have a track record, mm-hmm. you know, and you start walking an unashamed life and who you are, and you have gained that, that ability and that God's reputation— uh, like when I fly into Honduras, Dominican Republic, and they always send the secular news media is always there. Yeah. And they say, we want to hear the second your feet hit this ground, what God is saying for this country. Wow. You know, we want to make his name famous. Wow. Yeah. I remember leaving um, Korea one time and I got pulled over by security and I was like, oh no, it's gonna, I hate this when this happens. Mm-hmm. As I was coming, you know, into mm-hmm. the airport. Mm-hmm. And they take me in the back room, and I'm thinking I'm going to go through six hours of drill. <laughs> and they said, what is the Lord telling you? We saw you in the newspapers. Please tell us. <laughs> yeah. And, like, all the security team was yeah. come like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. people are that hungry. They're hungry yeah. to know, is there hope? Yeah. Is there life? What needs to change? Yeah. Tell us. That's right. And I, I've seen that with you where, like, even to, uh, one of the guys who's running for president of Venezuela who didn't make it, mm-hmm. I, I remember he had come up to uh, Apostle Maldonado's place mm-hmm. because he wanted a word about, like, mm-hmm. can I change my nation? Will mm-hmm. God go with me? Mm-hmm. And I remember just watching you just, I was like, I want to learn how Cindy's doing it. Like, I want to watch Cindy for a minute. I want to see what's happening because it's just so profound that I think it's interesting that both you and Chris Valentin, who's speaking later on tonight, 
you, you both had this calling to prophesy, especially into the political arenas and into over nations. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just wild. But let me, mm-hmm. let me ask this, because we were talking behind the scenes about some of the criticism that comes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people, how many of you have ever faced a little bit of persecution or criticism? Anybody ever faced that? So how have you dealt with it? Because we were talking about, I remember sitting there, I can't remember who it was who I was with you with, but you were both talking, oh, it was Guillermo, Maldonado. Mm-hmm. You were both going, oh yeah, when CNN you know, and they came against me on this and oh yeah, and then this news media and then they released an article against me here and they made me look stupid here and both of you had stories that were like the secular news media pays attention to us but then they also turn against us at mm-hmm. times. How have you dealt with the criticism and the persecution of this? Uh, well, you know, yeah, we've had some conversations this. Well, I used to pay attention to it but now I don't. It's that simple. Wow. You know, one time, there was a major outlet, you know, the um, commentator is a woman, and it begins with M, you know, in the news. <laughs> and anyway, so she did a piece uh, about me and some others. And, uh, you know, I, man, I wrote a rebuttal. I was just fuming, you know. And, and then the Lord kind of told me what I told you tonight. Do you want your reputation? You have to defend yourself, or do you want me to defend you? Wow. You choose. Wow. I put it away. I think, and it, it was probably healthy for you to write just for your own human process. But <laughs> seriously, like, I, I do think it's probably I like was you were venting yeah. and getting some mm-hmm. stuff out. Because a lot of times we just shove it down somewhere versus dealing mm-hmm. with it. But it is so helpful to know because I know when, when, when I've let the Lord fight for me, the, the peace, and the, they sung about the rhythm of rest tonight, or no, uh, Graham Cook talked about tonight in his video. The rhythm of rest is there, but as soon as you engage that battle, it's like you are like stuck in battle mode and you lose the mandate of God. You lose the focus. You lose the current assignment. And so, I mean, it was so encouraging to me to hear you as a mother in the spirit just say, don't engage. Yeah. Don't, don't engage when they come don't after come you. Don't defend. Yeah. Don't come. So it's, it's harder when it happens in the church and you're probably one of the most well-known prophetic voices and that brought just as much persecution at times in the, through Christians Mm-hmm. who can be somewhat a little bit nasty sometimes. Mm-hmm. And talk about it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Get thee behind me, church, Satan. Not just Satan, Satan. Um, but I love the church, and, and you have so much support from the church, but there was seasons where, as a woman, let's talk about being a woman in the ministry, having a voice of authority. Like, tell me some of those kind of hurdles. You know, like, you had to position your heart in a specific way. Is there anything you would say to that? Well... You know, I remember Mike telling me one time, uh, my husband, he said, uh, don't think you're better than Jesus. You know, he, he was perfect and he was controversial. <laughs> yes, like, Mike. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. you know. And so I think that we have to understand we have one justifier and it's not us. Wow. You know, and, and uh, you know, I think the thing is, you know, when, when you hear all this, I mean, I've had articles, I've had... I remember my daughter was 16, and she came running in, and she says, who's this guy, a very well-known guy, if yeah. I spun his name out, charismatic movement, and why does he hate you? He's preaching wow. against you by name on television, you know. When they do it and your kids and get your kids messed up, yeah. you want to tear their head off, you know. That's, that's the hardest. I pray you don't have to go through those very much, you know, with your kids. Me too. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a sacrifice, you know. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think the thing is, it's like, whose report are you going to believe? Yeah. You know, it's like, it, uh, 
the things that used to really wipe me out don't. But it seems mm. like Satan's insidious. You know, he tries to find a new zinger, a new low. But, uh, you know, I th- you, you just got to be secure. I love that. And I mean, for you to say it, I think we've seen a lot of people in the prophetic movement who I feel like one of the big things that takes people out is the insecurity or the mm. fear of rejection or the rejection mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. And so it causes people, that insecurity causes, you know, anxiety. It causes addiction. It causes things to break open. And, and we've just watched you. I mean, I've watched you since I was a kid. You've just stayed faithful, strong, true, being a voice. But I understand that now when you say those statements, because you can say that statement when you're five years in and it doesn't mean much, but when you're this long in, that's your life. That's how you've lived it. And so I so appreciate that about you, because I think many of us who are, um, you know, in, in whatever stage in we're at, <laughs> we, yeah, we need to hear it like, like, you know, here, hold your heart. Hold, hold, you know, Jesus Mm-hmm. was persecuted, and, and he, didn't, he didn't ever address his persecutors unless it was the religious people every yeah. once in a while, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Peter told me years ago, Peter Wagner, um, he said that he watched major ministries, and they did well, and they were strong until they started justifying themselves. Wow. Until they started doing it in writing, and he used names. Yeah. You know, he went through names of people he knew, very, very well-known names, and he was right. When they started writing against other people, uh, you know, they tried to justify themselves or defend themselves. Yeah. They crashed and burned. Wow. Yeah. Selah. I know we can stop there, but we want to keep going because I have some some questions. I have some things to talk about. Okay. So one of the things I want to bring up is the fact that I personally witnessed you in environments prophesy over maybe three to seven people almost everywhere we go. And, there's, and that's just what I've seen. That's like, you know, one meeting here, one meeting there. And that's publicly. And then sometimes privately, there's two or three more people. You are someone who exercises the gift of prophecy. Just you are faithful to that. And I think a lot of people are growing in the prophetic and they're, when they're in their first thousand words or whatever, which isn't that many compared to like your legacy. I mean, the first thousand words, a lot of them are, are, feel like there's those ebbs and those flows where it's like, well, maybe I'm just not that, maybe it's not happening anymore. Maybe I will, whatever. But you literally, every environment you've been in for as long as I've seen you have practiced the gift of prophecy. You haven't just let God come to you and say, hey, I'm ready. You've, you've activated something. So do you have anything to say about that just as far as that faith realm for prophecy? Sure, you can prophesy out of your measure of faith at any time. Wow. And, you know, it's not the same as when you're, you know, preaching and you have the worship music and you're under that anointing, you know, but you can pull from deep inside of you and listen to the Holy Spirit yeah. and say what he's saying. Again, let the Holy Spirit speak in English or your language yeah. or whatever, Spanish or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, so it's, you know how it is. It's always a leap of faith. Totally. Even after all these years, it's a leap of faith. To wow. prophesy. Now, give me a moment where you felt the least prophetic you've ever felt, and you still jumped in. Uh, I was preaching my first outdoor meeting in my late 30s in Argentina, and we had a huge crowd, outdoor field. We were wow. with Ed Savoso. I got up on that platform. I felt nothing. <laughs> I mean, literally, no anointing, you know, whatever, but I knew God sent me, yeah. so I just stepped out and word of knowledge and faith. 
The miracles were unbelievable. I mean, this young man in his 20s had a big metal plate in his head. It turned to bone, crossed wow. eyes, open, wow. eyes were healed. Somebody had been stabbed, was healed. Somebody couldn't walk, jumped up and walked. You know, but I felt nothing. We don't live according to our feelings. Yeah. We're led by our spirit. And that's, a, yeah. that's a hard one, though, because I, I know for me, I actually get excited now when I don't feel anything because I'm like, <laughs> ooh, now I know it's going to be really good. <laughs> Because I have zero. I have, I have like that's nothing a, going on in here. That's nothing a going scary on here. time, I'm like, right? okay, this is going to be real scary. Yeah. I was at TBN the other day with Matt and Lori Crouch, and, and he kept asking me in the breaks. He's like, what do you got for people? What do you got for us? I'm like, I literally have zero. And he goes, can you please step out? And I go, you know, because you asked me to, I'm going to. And then I was like, is there somebody over here named this? And it was sort of that, but it wasn't really that. I'm like, oh, great. There's just, and then the rest came and it was like, boom. And I was, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, God, you're so good. But I, I actually like, it's actually thrilling to me now, but it used to cause me great anxiety, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think the more you're dependent, I mean, I'm not, none of this is me anyway. So I'm like, now I'm more dependent. But I think there is a lot as you're growing, especially if you're, if you're using the prophetic to make decisions over business or ministry or transition, there's more anxiety in it in the sense of you're, mm-hmm. you're worried. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm shaping a life out of this. Mm-hmm. And so you guys have made some moves, and you mm-hmm. moved from Colorado, which you loved, mm-hmm. to Dallas. Right. So how did. did you move to Dallas? Like, why? Those of you who are here are happy. I know. Look at those boots. What was that transition from? Well, you know, we'd had a word of the Lord to move to Colorado. Then 11 years later, another prophet, Sam Brassfield is his name, called and gave, us, gave me a word on the phone and sent it to me which I didn't show Mike for six months, uh, <laughs> that we were to move back to Dallas. Wow. That it was for ease of people to come to us and us to go to them was one part of the word that we were going to redig the wells of revival, which some of you from Dallas know, you know, Amy Simba McPherson or Roberts, wow. uh, you know, all the, most of the great, great Bosworth, you know, they were all here. And uh, so we, you know, we did, but... Um, it was hard. I mean, we had to ask for a lot of confirmation. God had to kind of dig us out, yeah. you know, dig us out to go and dig us out to come. I mean, it was like, couldn't you just told us not to go? You know, we have to move and then move again, you know? So, but God's ways are not our ways. Now, who, who hears God for your family and your life decisions better, you or Mike? Or is it equal? Mm. That's what different. do you think, Mike? Who does timing better? I think when we come into agreement. It's pretty equal. Then we're in the timing. That's amazing. Yeah, like I heard two years before we were supposed to move to Colorado, and I remember our kids saying at the table, Daddy, Mama says we have to move to Colorado. You know, here we're eating. You know, our kids were little at the time. And, uh, you know, and so he goes, well, I haven't heard that from God, you know. But when he heard, then bang, we went, and it was fast. You know, like that. And so, um, you know, uh, Mike is very prophetic himself. Yeah. And so, you know, we, you know, we kind of equal out. Yeah. Tell me this. Tell me um, at this stage in life, what's changing? What is God telling, talking to you about? Like, are, do you find yourself, because um, it feels like you guys are in a season of recreating some things and doing mm-hmm. some new things. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself like because of your prophetic gift and because mm-hmm. of your walk with the Lord, the intimacy with God, that he recreates a lot of stuff every few years or do you feel it's been pretty steady as she goes? And then tell me what's new in life. New in life. Ooh, lots of things. Some I can tell, some I can't tell. Um, I, I think every year we kind of, you know, 
take a good look. Yeah. You know, where we are when we set our schedule. And actually, I used to set it by myself, but now we have kind of a team that does it. And, oh, wow. Yeah, including my son, who, you know, is always telling me to slow down. Yeah. Daniel, who you know and have known Daniel. a long and time. Janae, yeah, right Janae, there's his wife right there. Yeah, beautiful wife. And so uh, I, I think the thing I'm thinking about is, like, what I do, I want it to change the nation. You know, there's some things I do for my friends, <clears throat> and then there's <laughs> and there's <That's> other you. <laughs> and there's other things. You know, like when we're gonna, you know, when I'm on the Global Council for the Empowered 21 for the yeah. world, you know, then I know that there's major influence there, and you know, so we'll have 15,000 leaders, and we're gonna, I'm going to teach on being a prophet to nations. So wow. I know we'll shift all of Latin America. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I remember George Otis Jr. teased me one time. He goes, what's next, hemispheres? You know, <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> you know he was teasing me. But I, I think, you know, at the age I am, you know, I'll be 68 this year. I want everything, you know, to be the maximum I can hit yes. it. You know, like yeah. I wrote, every book I wrote was for a movement. Wow. It was to establish a movement. Wow. Uh, you know, and that was intentional, you know, to... to whether it's Voice of God uh, or what, you know, or whichever one I wrote. It, it, I was very serious about that. And now my life, what I do in ministry, I want to start movements. Wow. Wow. I love that. Well, you are, and I think you've been gathering, and you're such a nurturer, you've been gathering younger prophets and bringing them together and councils of prophets and people. And I think uh, you've sown so much into a global conversation for prophecy that we're so blessed by this. We're so we become more because of it. And some of you may be newer to Cindy. You may have heard her name, but you haven't heard her talk or share from this place. And it's, it's been inspirational behind the scenes because you have a real leadership level gift for people in business or politicians or apostles. I will go to places, you guys, with the most obscure business person, like in Southeast Asia, and they'll say, I've only met with one person like this. It was Cindy Jacobs. And I'm like, of course you have. Of course, you, everyone in the world who has influence has met with Cindy. It yeah. just feels like that sometimes. But I, I'm so inspired by it because I feel like, you know, some of us who are believing God for great transformation and change and that prophecy is one of the catalysts for that, it's, it's been monumental for us to watch your life. And so for me personally, and I had this, I had this weird impression um, before we did this event and I talked to my team about it and then I talked to a bunch of our mutual friends about it and I kept seeing God awarding you with this Lifetime Achievement Award in this season, that he's, something's culminating and he's going to bless you and Mike for your lifetime of achievement with a great season of resource and abundance of media. I saw resources coming and media coming. And so we felt to give you an award tonight. I know, so it's just, it's, it's honorary because we don't represent anything to give you an award except for your friendships. And so like, it's from our ministry. But I talked to several of our mutual friends. And I said, you guys, we want to award Cindy. Are you on board? And they were like, yes, absolutely. We, we believe that this is her season of a lifetime achievement of being honored and recognized. And I kept hearing the word full honor, full honor. So I'm going to have one of the team members bring it out here. And we're going to present you. And I'm going to start to stand for Cindy just wow. to thank her for everything she's brought to us through her life. Oh, it's a real one. Wow. What's a, I had a real vision, so I gave you a real award. Wow, it's a lifetime beautiful. achievement award. Presented to Prophet Cindy Jacobs from the global Christian community and us <laughs> in recognition of your powerful and immeasurable impact as a prophet, a spiritual mother, a pastor, a leader, and an influencer across nations. 
Your legacy will be passed on through generations with honor and authority. And I just feel like this will be your season of recognizing both you and Mike full honor. I kept hearing full honor. So we love you. Thank you so much for sacrificing time. You're the best. It's too heavy for you to carry back. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll carry it okay. and I'll give it to you. We have a box back there for okay, it. Okay, thank but you. But can you, before we end, can you pray for us? Yes. Can you just pray for this generation? Yes, yes, my honor. I believe that tonight many of you have come hungry to go higher. And I just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit already in our midst. You know, God answers hunger. God comes to hunger. So just lift your hands. You know, I'm feeling like a pressing down on my shoulders, and I'm, I'm just getting this word, the government is a, it will be upon his shoulders, and the increase of his government will be no end. So, Father, we thank you right now. Right now, Holy Spirit, I impart, I impart, Lord, Father, the measure of faith needed for every job description in the kingdom. Everyone, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that they're going to have more faith to leap out to prophesy. And Father, I think especially, I just keep hearing the gift of faith. And so, Lord, we thank you. Let's just invite Holy Spirit, come. Just come right now. This is what the Lord is showing me, that some of you have been waiting for like some blinding light. And the Lord just says, I am the blinding light inside of you. That if you just open your mouth and speak, the Holy Spirit is going to pour out of you. Come on, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Yeah, more, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Send your fire with that, Lord. Send your fire with that, Lord. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Now just receive it. Receive it. And then act on it. Amen? Amen? Amen. I'll tell you one funny story. I came back from the revival in Argentina, and I didn't know what I had. So I was preaching at a church here in North Dallas, and I just started preaching. And all of a sudden, I waved my hand this way, and they all fell out under the power. And I looked at my hand, and it went... Wow. But I didn't make a big deal of it. I just kind of put that hand behind my back. And I kept preaching. And then all of a sudden, I was emphasizing, and I went that way, and the, all of them fell under the power. And finally, I looked at my hands, and I said, I'm sorry. I didn't know they were loaded. So <laughs> come on. Let's clap our hands. Just receive what God has given you tonight. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Sean Bowles, and I'm going to talk to you real quickly about our Bowles Ministries partnership program. This podcast is made by Bowles Ministries, and it's done because of partners and people who are supporting our ministry, who are equipping us to be able to bring this kind of a show to you. If you're loving hearing these interviews where people are sharing vulnerably about their process, which I think is one of the most powerful things we could do is hear each other's process about revelation. If you're loving this, please Don't only subscribe, don't only review, don't only tell your friends, but partner with us. Be part of the journey. 
be part of the sending power of Bulls Ministries to get this message across the world. You guys can be part of our team. All you have to do is go to bullsministries.com, click on giving or partnership. And when you go there, you're going to be part of an incredible partnership community. We're going to resource you. We actually have partnership director who calls all of our partners once a year. We have resources that we send you. There's your very own special partner page with messages and videos that only you can have. But we need you to partner with us if you love this show so that we can actually take it into a whole nother level with the rest of season two, but also go into season three and beyond.